Shalom and welcome to a new week with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year following the weekly Torah portions. Every day we read a consecutive portion from the Torah, the Prophets, the Writings and the Apostles of the New Testament. And I'm Harriet, I will be your reader today, this Sunday the 25th of June, or the 6th on Tammuz on the Hebrew calendar. This new week we have actually two parashot. The first one is called Chukat, and that means statute. The second one, Balak, or Balak in English as well. The scripture portion from the Torah today will be Numbers, or Bamidbar, chapter 19, verse 1, through chapter 20, and verse 6. Before we start reading the scriptures, let's bless the Lord and thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start in Numbers chapter 19. Now the Lord spoke to Moshe and to Aharon, saying, This is the statute of the Torah which the Lord has commanded. Tell the sons of Israel to bring you a red heifer without spot, in which is no blemish, and which was never yoked. You shall give her to Elazar the Kohen, and he shall bring her outside of the camp, and one shall kill her before his face. Elazar the Kohen shall take some of her blood with his finger and sprinkle her blood toward the front of the tent of meeting seven times. One shall burn the heifer in his sight, her skin, her meat, and her blood with her dung shall he burn. The Kohen shall take cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet, and cast it into the middle of the burning of the heifer. Then the Kohen shall wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp, and the Kohen shall be unclean until the evening. He who burns her shall wash his clothes in water, and bathe his flesh in water, and shall be unclean until the evening. And a man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and lay them up outside of the camp in a clean place, and it shall be kept for the congregation of the sons of Israel for use in water for cleansing impurity. It is a sin offering. He who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. It shall be to the sons of Israel and to the stranger who lives as a foreigner among them for a statute forever. He who touches the dead body of any man shall be unclean seven days. He shall purify himself with water on the third day, and on the seventh day he shall be clean. But if he does not purify himself the third day, then the seventh day he shall not be clean. Whoever touches a dead person, the body of a man who has died, and does not purify himself, defiles the tabernacle of the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from Israel, because the water for impurity was not sprinkled on him. He shall be unclean. 
His uncleanness is yet on him. This is the Torah when a man dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. Every open vessel which has no covering bound on it is unclean. Whoever in the open field touches one who is slain with a sword or a dead body or a bone of a man or a grave shall be unclean seven days. For the unclean they shall take of the ashes of the burning of the sin offering and running water shall be poured on them in a vessel. A clean person shall take hyssop, dip it in water, and sprinkle it on the tent, on all the vessels, on the persons who were there, and on him who touched the bone, or the slain, or the dead, or the grave. The clean person shall sprinkle on the unclean on the third day, and on the seventh day. On the seventh day he shall purify him, and he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and shall be clean at evening. But the man who shall be unclean and shall not purify himself, that soul shall be cut off from among the assembly, because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water for impurity has not been sprinkled on him. He is unclean. It shall be a perpetual statute to them. He who sprinkles the water for impurity shall wash his clothes, and he who touches the water for impurity shall be unclean until evening. Whatever the unclean person touches shall be unclean, and the soul that touches it shall be unclean unto evening. And the sons of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. Miriam died there and was buried there. There was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves together against Moshe and against Aharon. And the people quarreled with Moshe and spoke, saying, We wish that we had died when our brothers died before the Lord. Why have you brought this assembly of the Lord into the wilderness, that we should die there, we and our animals? Why have you made us to come up out of Egypt, to bring us into this evil place? It is not a place of seed, or figs, or vines, or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. Moshe and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tent of meeting, and fell on their faces. And the glory of the Lord appeared to them, and the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Excuse me, we should end there. The last words were, And the glory of the Lord appeared to them. That was Numbers, or Bamidbar, 19, 1 through 20, and verse 6. And we will see what happens next tomorrow. Concerning Moab, this is what the Lord Svaot, the God of Israel, says. That is the beginning of the prophets, the portion from the prophets, which we'll be reading today from Jeremiah or Yirmiyahu, chapter 48. Woe to Nebo, for it is laid waste. Kiriathaim is disappointed, it is taken. Misgav is put to shame and broken down. The praise of Moab is no more. In Hashbon they have devised evil against her. Come, let us cut her off from being a nation. You also, O madmen, will be brought to silence. 
the sword will pursue you. The sound of a cry from Horonaim, desolation and great destruction. Moab is destroyed. Her little ones have caused a cry to be heard. For they will go up by the ascent of Luhith with continual weeping. For at the descent of Horonaim they have heard the distress of the cry of destruction. Flee, save your lives. Be like the juniper bush in the wilderness. For because you have trusted in your works and in your treasures, you also will be taken. And Chemosh will go out into captivity, his priests and his princes together. The destroyer will come on every city, and no city will escape. The valley also will perish, and the plain will be destroyed, as the Lord has spoken. Give wings to Moab, that she may fly and get herself away, and her cities will become a desolation, without anyone to dwell in them. Cursed is he who does not, who does the work of the Lord negligently, and cursed is he who keeps back his sword from blood. Moab has been at ease from his youth, and he has settled on his dregs, and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, neither has he gone into captivity. Therefore his taste remains in him, and his scent is not changed. Therefore, behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will send to him those who pour off, and they will pour him off, and they will empty his vessels and break their bottles in pieces. Moab will be ashamed of Chemosh, as the house of Israel was ashamed of Bethel, their confidence. How do you say, we are mighty men and valiant men for the war? Moab is laid waste, and they have gone up into his cities, and his chosen young men have gone down to the slaughter, says the king, whose name is Lord Tzvaot. The calamity of Moab is near to come, and his affliction hurries fast. All you who are around him bemoan him, and all you who know his name say, How the strong staff is broken, the beautiful rod! Your daughter who dwells in Dibon, come down from your glory and sit in thirst. For the destroyer of Moab has come up against you. He has destroyed your strongholds. Inhabitant of Aroer, stand by the way and watch. Ask him who flees and her who escapes. Say, what has been done? Moab is disappointed, for it is broken down. Wail and cry. Tell it by the Arnon that Moab is laid waste. Judgment has come upon the plain country, on Cholon, on Yahaz, on Mephata, on Dibon, on Nebo on Bet Dibla time, on Kiryatim, on Bet Gamul, on Bet Meon, on Keriot, on Bozra, and on all the cities of the land of Moab, far or near. The horn of Moab is cut off, and his arm is broken, says the Lord. Make him drunken, for he magnified himself against the Lord. Moab will wallow in his vomit, and he also will be in derision. For was not Israel a derision to you? Was he found among thieves? For as often as you speak of him, you shake your head. You inhabitants of Moab, leave the cities and dwell in the rock. Be like the dove that makes her nest over the mouth of the abyss. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is exceedingly proud. 
in his loftiness, his pride and his arrogance, and the arrogance of his heart. I know his wrath, says the Lord, that it is nothing. His boastings have done nothing. Therefore I will wail for Moab. Yes, I will cry out for all Moab. They will mourn for the men of Kilheres. With more than the weeping of Yazer, I will weep for you, vine of Sivma. Your branches passed over the sea. They reached even to the sea of Yazer. The destroyer has fallen on your summer fruits and on your vintage. Gladness and joy is taken away, taken away from the fruitful field and from the land of Moab. I have caused wine to cease from the wine presses. No one will tread with shouting. The shouting will be no shouting. From the cry of Heshbon even to Eliela, even to Jehaz, they have uttered their voice. From Zoar even to Horonaim, to Eglat Shalishia, for the waters of Nimoim will also become desolate. Moreover, I will cause to cease in Moab, says the Lord, him who offers in the high place, and him who burns incense to his gods. Therefore my heart sounds for Moab like pipes, and my heart sounds like pipes for the men of Kirheras. Therefore the abundance that he has gotten has perished. For every head is bald and every beard clipped. There are cuttings on all the hands and sackcloth on the waist. On all the housetops of Moab and in its streets there is lamentation everywhere. For I have broken Moab like a vessel in which no one delights, says the Lord. How it is broken down, how they wail. How Moab has turned his back with shame. So will Moab become a derision and a terror to all who are around him. For this is what the Lord says. Behold, he will fly as an eagle and will spread out his wings against Moab. Keriot is taken and the strongholds are seized. The heart of the mighty men of Moab at that day will be as the heart of a woman in her pangs. Moab will be destroyed from being a people, because he has magnified himself against the Lord. Terror, the pit, and the snare are on you, inhabitant of Moab, says the Lord. He who flees from the terror will fall into the pit, and he who gets up out of the pit will be taken in the snare. For I will bring on him, even on Moab, the year of their visitation, says the Lord. Those who fled stand without strength under the shadow of Heshbon, for a fire has gone out of Heshbon, and a flame from the middle of Sihon, and has devoured the corner of Moab, and the crown of the head of the tumultuous ones. Woe to you, O Moab! The people of Chemosh are undone, for your sons are taken away captive, and your daughters into captivity. Yes, I will reverse the captivity of Moab, in the end of days, says the Lord. Thus far is the judgment of Moab. That was Jeremiah or Yarmiahu chapter 48. Now in the portion from the writings, we are reading from the book of Ezra, and today it will be chapter 7.
Now after these things, in the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra the son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahitub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Meriot, the son of Sariah, the son of Uzi, the son of Buki, the son of Avishua, the son of Finchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Haron, the chief Kohen. This Ezra went up from Babel. He was a skilled tribe in the Torah of Moshe, which the Lord the God of Israel had given, and the king granted him all his request, because the hand of the Lord his God was on him. Some of the sons of Israel, including some of the Kohanim, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants, went up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of Artaxerxes the king. And he came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. For on the first day of the first month he began to go up from Babel, and on the first day of the fifth month he came to Jerusalem, according to the good hand of his God on him. For Ezra had set his heart to seek the Torah of the Lord, and to do it, and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. Now this is the copy of the letter that the king Artaxerxes gave to Ezra the Kohen, the scribe, the scribe of the words of the mitzvot of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the Kohen, the scribe of the law of the perfect God of heaven, perfect and so forth. Now I make a decree that all those of the people of Israel and their Kohanim and the Levites in my realm who intend of their own free will to go to Jerusalem, go with you, because you are sent by the king and his seven counselors to inquire concerning Yehuda and Jerusalem, according to the law of your God, which is in your hand, and to carry the silver and gold which the king and his counselors have freely offered to the God of Israel, whose habitation is in Jerusalem and all the silver and gold that you will find in all the province of Babel, will the free will offering of the people and of the Kohanim, offering willingly for the house of their God, which is in Jerusalem. Now therefore you shall with all diligence buy with this money bulls, rams, lambs, with their grain offerings and their drink offerings, and shall offer them on the altar of the house of your God, which is in Jerusalem. Whatever seems good to you and to your brothers to do with the rest of the silver and the gold, do that according to the will of your God. The vessels that are given to you for the service of the house of your God, deliver before the God of Jerusalem. Whatever more will be needed for the house of your God, which you may have occasion to give, give it out of the king's treasure house. I, even I, Artaxerxes the king, make a decree to all the treasurers who are beyond the river, that whatever Ezra the Kohen, the scribe of the law of the God of heaven, requires of you, it shall be done with all diligence, up to one hundred talents of silver, and to one hundred cores of wheat, and to one hundred baths of wine, and to one hundred baths of oil, 
and salt without prescribing how much. Whatever is decreed by the God of heaven, let it be done exactly for the house of the God of heaven. For why should there be wrath against the realm of the king and his sons? Also we inform you that it shall not be lawful to impose tribute, custom or toll, or any of the koanim. Levite singers, gatekeepers, temple servants or laborers of this house of God. You, Ezra, according to the wisdom of your God that is in your hand, appoint magistrates and judges who may judge all the people who are beyond a river, who all know the laws of your God, and teach him who does not know them. Whoever will not do the law of your God and the law of the king, let judgment be executed on him with all diligence, whether it is to death or to banishment or to confiscation of goods or to imprisonment. Blessed be the Lord, the God of our fathers, who have put such a thing as this in the king's heart, to beautify the house of the Lord which is in Jerusalem, and has extended loving kindness to me before the king and his counselors, and before all the king's mighty princes. And I was strengthened as the hand of the Lord my God was upon me. And I gathered together chief men out of Israel to go up with me. That was Ezra chapter 7. And now we have our last portion of scripture from the apostolic writings. It will be 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now concerning the ministry to the holy ones, there is no need for me to write to you, for I know your readiness, of which I boast on your behalf, to those of Macedonia, that Achaia has been prepared for the past year, and your zeal has stirred up very many of them. But I have sent the brothers that our boasting on your behalf may not be in vain in disrespect, that, just as I said, you may be prepared, lest by any means, if anyone from Macedonia comes there, with me and finds you unprepared, we, to say nothing of you, would be disappointed in this confident boasting. Therefore I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on to you and arrange ahead of time the generous gift that you promised before, that the same might be ready as a matter of generosity and not of greediness. Remember this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let each man give according as he has determined in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, that you, always having all sufficiency in everything, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remains forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness. You being enriched in everything to all generosity, which produces thanksgiving to God through us. 
For this service of giving that you perform not only makes up for lack among the holy ones, but abounds also through much giving of thanks to God. Seeing that through the proof given by this service, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the good news of Mashiach, and for the generosity of your contribution to them and to all, while they themselves also, with supplication on your behalf, yearn for you by reason of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That was Second Corinthians chapter 9. If you are reading through the apostolic writings or the New Testament twice this year, you would also read Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 23 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Thank you for listening today. I pray that the Word of God will go deep into your heart and bear much fruit. I have a little report of uh, Johanna's son, Ozzy, or Oz. Um, she will share more with you, or maybe has already shared what is happening. And I have good reports also. He has come home from the hospital. He came home before Shabbat. And um, it seems that the surgery was successful. There's still a lot of treatments, a lot of uh, restrictions on his moving around. He can't jump, run, sweat, bow his head to the ground. Anything and everything that he loves to do, he cannot do right now. So pray for him to have the patience um, that only God can give him in this situation for the time ahead until the incision has healed totally and the doctors releasing him to be having a normal life again. Thank you so much for praying during his um, surgery after the accident. And we're praying that he will recover fully with his uh, movement in his eye, um, which is not something that they promise. So thank you again. Please continue to hold us up for you, up for the Lord in prayer. For now, God bless you and shalom from Jerusalem. Until next time.